Hi, I'm Hugh Sisson. And I'm Al Spoiler. Welcome to Seller Notes. Hugh, there's a grape out there that, for, well, a very specific reason, lost a lot of respect. And I think it's a shame because every time I taste it, it just tastes good. And we got <laughs> we got to start talking about Merlot again. I'm totally agreeing with you. I, I'm not sure if the decline of Merlot is directly synced to the 2004 movie Sideways, which certainly didn't do Merlot any good, or another occurrence. But in many ways, Merlot as a standalone varietal has certainly become a bit more challenging to find. And in the coming weeks, I'm going to try to spend a little bit of time visiting other sort of Merlots from a number of regions. So I'll report Mm -hmm. back uh, on my findings in future episodes to come. Often included in Bordeaux-style blends, principally due to its ability to soften the tannins typically associated with Cabernet Sauvignon. And to ripen earlier. Yes, that's true. Uh, The Merlot grape can certainly stand on its own as well. Uh, The primary flavors are typically cherry, dark chocolate, plum, and the great bulk of it is grown in France about four to one over any other region in the world, but it's also produced in Italy, the USA, Spain, Chile, and I didn't know this until I did some research, China. Oh my. Did not know that. So I I started with a wine called Broadside Merlot from the 2020 vintage, and this is from the Paso Robles uh, region in California. This 13.5% wine sells for $17.99 and shows classic deep garnet color uh, with a nose of black cherry, boysenberry, and spice, and uh, other nuances of cocoa and tobacco. It's pretty good complexity. That's complex, yeah. yeah. It's rounded and supple um, on the palate, and this is a very good candidate for an everyday red uh, complex enough to hold interest, reasonably priced enough to afford frequently. So I thought that was that per- sounds uh, like a good deal. Yeah, it was a very good deal at seventeen ninety nine. Um, moving up, uh, a region that has produced a great many high quality Merlots over the last few decades is the Columbia Valley area Absolutely. in Washington State. I think they do do really good Merlots up there. And here are two that that sort of buttress that point. The 2019 vintage Blackboard Merlot uh, is fermented in stainless and then aged in French oak. It, it's a it's a classic Columbia Valley Merlot with good forward fruit, aromas of plum and dark chocolate, notes of dried fruits, which I found very attractive, over lush, medium-bodied fruit with soft tannins and a long finish. It's versatile. Uh, I could easily see this with not only beef, but herbed roast turkey or, or even grilled salmon. Oh, my. It's a good buy at twenty four ninety nine. So That does sound like a good buy. And the, the last one that I tried was from a producer called Bernard Griffin, and it was their 2021 Merlot, also from the Columbia Valley, uh, and sells for twenty ninety nine. Now, this one was a blend. It was 80% Merlot with equal dollops of Syrah and Cabernet and then a little tiny bit of Petit Verdot. And I think this may have added to the fact that this came across with more complexity. Yeah. It's definitely the most complex of the three. Fragrant and aromatic, aromas of plum, berries, with only notes but a hint of cassis over generous, almost juicy palate of red fruit and spice. Uh, the wine is forward and young, but I would love to see this in about four more years. Oh, my goodness. Yes. It sounds delicious. It, it, it really was. So uh, even though 
It's not the most expensive or the least expensive. It's my wine of the week, the Bernard Griffin 2021 at 2099. It's a tough value to beat. I'm Al Spoiler. And I'm Hugh Sisson. You've been listening to Seller Notes, produced by Bob White for 881 WYPR, your NPR news station.